Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Video gaming on the whole is big business. Developers and publishers bet big, but that can mean losing big as well. Consequently, here are 10 examples of games that were either bankrolled or crowdfunded to astronomical levels, only to sell poorly and fail to reach any kind of real audience. Not all of the following games are bad, some are really, really good. So, I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 hugely expensive video games nobody wanted. Number 10, Tomb Raider The Angel of Darkness. Lara Croft's reboot trilogy in recent years is not only well-received, but also not even her first reboot, or even a second. See, the first reimagining came in 2003 with The Angel of Darkness, which I thought was the coolest thing in the world when I was 9 years old. Unfortunately, I was an idiot at 9 years old, and eventually I had to face facts that Angel of Darkness blows. Scrapping Lara's more traditional, highly acrobatic gameplay into something more grounded, it was intended to reinvent the character as a more serious explorer, because, you know, shooting dinosaurs apparently isn't serious enough. A lot of the spectacle was replaced with sneaking about restrictive corridors, and as such, fans didn't really take the Croft's leap to the then newest generation of consoles. And neither did critics, citing it as lacking compared to what the PS2 and Xbox could offer in terms of better, similar games. Whilst it did sell better than other examples of this list, it wasn't enough to generate interest in the planned reboot titles, and they quickly faded away. Thankfully, Crystal Dynamics did restore the faith in 2006's Legend before bungling another franchise on this list, but for a time, Lara's fate was almost as buried as she's been a few times. The benign Brutal Legend Poor, poor Tim Schafer. Whilst he makes some often considered cult classics, they never really seem to find their place in mass-selling legacy. Yet, fans still raise 3 million for Broken Age, so there's clearly a lot of love there. It's a shame that the same can't quite be said for Brutal Legend, though. On paper, it should have been a multi-platform rock adventure. It had Jack Black, it had a killer soundtrack, and not to mention, it had a who's who of rock legends in there as well. From Ozzy Osbourne to the late Lemmy, Rob Halford, and even Tim Curry was in there. It could have been a huge success had Tim Schafer not pulled a bait and switch on what kind of game Brutal Legend even was. See, the opening act, and conveniently the demo portion that was sent to players, had players believing that it was a Dante's Inferno style hack and slasher, which then suddenly turned into a pseudo Command and Conquer, being a hybrid real-time strategy game with base management. As you can imagine, people weren't really happy with the switcheroot. Backlash was aimed at marketing hiding this reveal, with critics citing the muddling gameplay not being strong on either component. The only thing that sold well, well, were the licensed songs that were used in the game. 
Number 8, Conker's Bad Fur Day on the Nintendo 64. Conker is an endearing little divvy. Starting off all twee on the Game Boy Color, he found his success when Rare went R-rated with Bad Fur Day. Or so you'd think, as it's not all as rosy as it may seem. Despite being a beloved cult classic now, it stuck out like a sore thumb on Nintendo machines at the time. Still, it was predicted back in the day to ship big, as R-rated games on the N64 were few and far between. The hype was there, with its game website, remember those, recording a lot of traffic at the time. And so, hopes were high, and Rare had a good track record already, so this should have been a hit. Except, it wasn't. Nowhere near, in fact. High game costs towards the nearing end of the console shelf life, among other factors, saw this ship less than six digits upon release. Weirdly, original copies still fetch a high price now, but not to Rare, who saw this as a commercial failure. Number 7. Sonic Boom Rise of Lyric slash Sonic Boom Shattered Crystal as Count Dooku once said, twice the pride, double the fall. And in Sonic's case, releasing not one but two companion games simultaneously could have gone well, but it didn't. The Blue Blur has always had a rocky history with 3D games, so Rise of Lyric was already off to a not promising start. Shattered Crystal though, the 3DS accompaniment, should have been a safe bet with its 2D classic gameplay. However, not even that could save the series from the disaster of Lyric. Review copies weren't given out at the time, and the end result was an absolute shambles. The only positive was seeing speedrunners tear the game apart with a heinous glitch. Shattered Crystal didn't exactly fly off the shelves either, resulting in a combined 600,000 copies sold. That's normally a loss on one game, let alone a double whammy. Whilst the animated show that ran alongside it did review well, the follow-up game on the 3DS, Fire and Ice, did little to bolster the Hedgehog's new look either. As a result, Sonic was left to cool his feet until Mania brought players back to that classic gameplay that they loved in the first place. Number 6. Dai Katana John Romero co-founded id Software, and it was responsible for groundbreaking titles like Doom, Wolfenstein 3D, and Quake. However, that's not what his name is synonymous with today. Instead, it's the absolute spectacle surrounding and including the release of Dai Katana, which stands as his biggest piece of hubris. Beside the claims about Romero making players his in a provocative advert, the behind-the-scenes goings-on about this game were even worse. Initially pitched in 1995, it took a full five years and a rumoured $30 million budget to see Romero's darling brought to life. Reports of a rockstar lifestyle, a revolving door of staff, and other bold claims saw skepticism turn into annoyance over the delays, and the end result did little to quell anyone's frustration. With a projection of 2.5 million copies expected to be sold, Daikatana saw low-end chart numbers on release. In fact, by the end of its release year, it had barely sold 50,000, roughly 2% of its intended sales figure. Rightfully hailed as one of the worst video games of all time, the only good thing to come out from Iron Storm Studios was Deus Ex, and Romero thankfully had nothing to do with that. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Number five, Kingdoms of Amala Reckoning. 
Now, in the intro, I said not all of the games on this list were going to be bad or rightfully ignored, and Kingdoms of Amala Reckoning definitely did not deserve its fate. It's not very often that you hear that a city has bankrolled the production of a video game, but it has happened. Well, to be less hyperbolic and more specific, it was developer 38 Games who requested a $75 million loan from the Rhode Island Economic Development Corporation, and it was granted. So, it would be fair to assume that there was a lot riding on the studio and subsequently Kingdoms of Amala Reckoning. Fortunately though, pre-release it looked good, with its single-player RPG stylings looking very in vogue. It was bright, it was entertaining to play, and there was tons of life to it. All it had to do then was sell well and find an audience, which, of course, it didn't do. Selling only a third of its intended break-even target of 3 million copies, Reckoning was dubbed a commercial failure despite scoring extremely well. Consequently, 38 games couldn't make the repayments on their whopper of a loan, filing for bankruptcy before the game had even been out a year. Number 4. Battlefield 2042 Battlefield 2042, being an installment in one of EA's biggest franchises, had a ridiculous amount of money thrown behind it. And you can see why. After the lukewarm reception to Battlefield 5, this was supposed to be the return to form, a proper next-gen multiplayer FPS that put the franchise back on top. The only issue is, EA assumed that they could accomplish that without, you know, actually listening to what the fans wanted from a new Battlefield game in the first place. Rather than try to please the people already invested in the series, 2042 made changes to the map design, flow of battles, and class system in order to appeal to new, more casual players. Sadly, they did not court that new audience, and in changing so much, they also pissed off the hardcore fans. So when it became clear that the sequel could have done with a few more months in the oven, the player base tanked to ridiculous lows, with Battlefield 5 even boasting more players at one point. Later, hundreds of thousands of players signed a petition demanding refunds, making it clear that they and EA had wasted their money on this. Number 3. Marvel's Avengers Whilst Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics' take on the Marvel's insanely high-grossing movie franchise didn't almost kill the gaming industry, it did threaten to sink the studio. Now this is a surprise, right? I mean, anything Avengers-wise should have been a shoe-in to print money. But that's only had both parties not failed spectacularly on launch. And that's because the end result of this game was a middling assortment of gameplay types, broken up with a mess of a currency system and repetition throughout. As such, critics and fans alike weren't rushing to buy it. With a player base dropping nearly 100% in the game's second month of release in 2020. Sales from the opening weeks were positive, yet Square Enix reported a $63 million loss that financial year, and most of the blame was put on the Avengers. Square was still confident that live service models could work though, adding a much derided payment model a year later to try and make more money, which was then quickly removed. Fortunately for the publisher, the Final Fantasy VII Remake sold well in 2020, which didn't entirely force them out of the market. Better still, the Guardians of the Galaxy game in 2021 was positively received, removing a lot of negative aspects seen in the Avengers, but still, that apparently sold under expectations as well. Suffice to say, this was an expensive lesson for Square Enix. Number 2. Anthem if one were to compare the futuristic javelin spacesuits to the Icarus flight fable, it almost makes a decent parable. Almost. See, Bioware, hot off the back of the Mass Effect trilogy's success, dodgy ending aside, wanted to break free from the Mass Effect slash Dragon Age name that they'd made for themselves. 
and with great ambition and cost behind Anthem, they flew too close to the proverbial sun. Now, in its defense, it did look kinda good on pre-release. The early demonstrations of zipping around in Iron Man-esque suits, taking on enemies as a team in exotic locations looked awesome. But looking awesome is not the same as playing awesome and on release, Anthem did not hold up to its charm. A lackluster launch did see some net return on the game, including microtransactions in-game as well. In EA's eyes though, it massively undersold and was therefore deemed a big expensive mess. As a result, planned content was dropped, as was an Anthem 2.0 revival, and the game was condemned to the bargain bin. Still, it was probably more fun to play the Mass Effect Andromeda at least. Number 1. E.T. The Extraterrestrial Ultimately, you can't do a list like this without the biggest flop of all time. The game is so bad that it actually caused the great video game crash of 1983. The stinker that made Nintendo rethink their console branding, with video games being a dirty word in the wake of this debacle. And yep, of course, it can only be E.T. the Extraterrestrial for the Atari 2600. A development time of only a few months was never going to be a good sign, but Atari insisted that this game would be ready for the holiday season, and the result was a terrible experience that literally ended up in a landfill in New Mexico, rather than in the houses of gamers across the globe. Whilst the total number of games buried varies, the impact it had not just on Atari, but gaming as a whole was massively damaging. Atari itself reportedly lost $536 million in 1983, causing a massive blow to home gaming and potentially the fate of future consoles at the time. Nintendo got around this stink by calling their new machine an entertainment system, lest it suffer the same fate. But still, it stands that for a time, that little alien freak almost brought an early death to one of the biggest earning mediums of all time. So that's our list. I want to know what you guys think down in the comments below. What do you think about these games and why do you think they didn't resonate with an audience? While you're down there as well, can you please give us a like, share, subscribe and head over to whatculture.com for more lists and news like this every single day. Even if you don't though, I've been Josh. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you soon.